Here on Stolen Lives, we discuss brutal and heartbreaking crimes against children. Themes may include child murder, torture, and sexual, domestic, and child abuse. I do try my best to remain respectful for the babies in these stories and leave out unnecessary details that honestly, none of us need to know to understand the frustration of why and how this ever happened. However, if you find any of these themes triggering, this podcast may not be for you. Listener discretion is advised. This week's episode is a listener suggestion. Thank you to Sybil for bringing Finley's story to my attention. Sybil keeps on suggesting these heartbreakers to me, and this one I actually hadn't heard of before. This story is a true failure of the system, another pandemic lockdown disaster. I hope, if anything, lessons were learned during this time, that lockdowns are dangerous for so many reasons. The isolation did not benefit anyone. It only served to hide abuse and neglect, as we have seen in far too many stories this year. This was the sweetest baby boy who had not yet celebrated his first birthday, and unfortunately now he never will, because he would be murdered by his parents only 39 days after he was returned to their care, on Christmas Day 2020, in Derbyshire, United Kingdom. His parents let him down, social services let him down, Everyone in this sweet little boy's life let him down. He should have never been returned to his parents, but it was just easier to return him than to follow the proper procedure. Another baby lost in the child protection shuffle. This is Finley's story. ...to his parents for protection. Nothing could have been further from the grim truth. Instead, Stephen Bowden and Shannon Marsden inflicted monstrous injuries on their son, repeatedly beating and burning him until his tiny body gave up and he collapsed in their filthy home on, of all days, Christmas Day 2020. There are, as is often the case in such investigations, uncomfortable questions for the authorities, like why, having been removed from his parents' care in Derbyshire, Finlay was then returned to them just 39 days before his death. Once a happy, playful baby boy... This was recorded before social services returned Finlay Bowden to his parents. They made his short life a misery, subjecting him to severe violence. His father, Stephen Bowden, described as pure evil. His mother, Shannon Marsden, a pathological liar. Finlay Bowden was born February 15, 2020. To parents, 20-year-old Shannon Marsden and 28-year-old Stephen Bowden. Marsden and Bowden were drug users, cannabis being their drug of choice. And it wasn't just a cheeky joint on the weekend to unwind. They were heavy daily users. They were not able to function without the drug, and then they were high on the drug and still not able to function. And cannabis had been a major part of both their lives since they were only still babies themselves. Marsden was 10 years old when she started drinking alcohol and smoking cannabis, and Bowden was nine. I struggle to get my head around this. These are the ages of my own children, and I cannot picture them in that situation where drug use and alcohol consumption is even an option, let alone a lifestyle. Bowden has been described as being very violent, a very angry man. By the time Finley was born, Bowden already had 22 previous convictions to his name for assault and domestic violence against him. 
and now he was taking this aggression out on Marsden. Her friends would regularly see her with bruises and cuts on her caused by her boyfriend. Marsden would tell a neighbour that on one occasion, Bowden had tried to strangle her. There was no honeymoon period for this couple. It seems the violent abuse started pretty much from day one. It was an extremely toxic relationship, and police were called to their home regularly on domestic disturbance reports. So when Marsden found out she was pregnant with Finley, a report was placed with social services due to the genuine concerns of the safety of the child coming into this environment, and social services agreed. So in October 2019, before Finley was even born, they started court proceedings to ensure this baby would not go home with the couple and he'd be placed into foster care. January 21st, 2019, a social worker would visit the home on Holland Road for a home suitability study. In their report, the social worker makes mention of the strong smell of cannabis, that many of the doors and walls of the home had holes in them. I would assume most likely from Bowden putting his fist through them. But the house was not fit for anyone to live in, let alone a newborn baby. A neighbour of the couple would later report the terrace house was cluttered and filthy. Bags of rubbish and dog feces covered the floor. When Finley was born a month later, on February 15, 2020, social services had a child protection plan in order and all approved by the courts. They initially removed Finley from his parents and he was placed into the custody of the local authority, the Derbyshire County Council. Because it was the court's belief, he was likely to suffer from significant harm in his parents' care. Finley did incredible in foster care. He was meeting his milestones and he was thriving. He was a happy and giggly baby. He was loved. His world for the first six months of his life was just how it should be, what every child deserves to love and be loved, to feel safe and secure in their environment. And that's exactly what Finley had in foster care. Over the next six months, Bowden and Marsden lied to social workers to persuade them they had made the necessary positive changes to get their son back. And this was only aided by COVID restrictions that limited physical interactions. Social workers had to take Bowden and Marsden at their word, seeing only what the couple wanted them to see over WhatsApp video calls and photographs. During the 2020 spring lockdown in the United Kingdom, social workers weren't routinely going into homes. So in Finley's case, photos were instead sent by Marsden showing the terrace home looking clean and tidy. Because they weren't going to show the reality of the situation. It's like in social media... You take that picture with all the unfolded laundry pushed to the side. Marsden and Bowden would do exactly that. They would clean one area and take a picture, giving the impression they had turned their lives around. And this was their reality now. This was their entire lives and they were off drugs and their home was now safe for a baby boy. In one video chat with a social worker, Marsden proudly showed off Finley's bedroom, decorated for when he would return to their care. In the papers presented to the court for the custody hearing on October 1st, 2020, the local authorities said Finley would return gradually to his parents' care through a transition plan over about four months, double what was recommended by the courts. It was proposed at first Finley would stay with his carers and only see his parents during the day, initially for an hour and a half, building up to five hours. Then he would be able to stay for one night over a weekend. The amount of time he would spend with his parents would then increase further, 
so that by mid-January 2021 he would be in their full-time care. This gradual process was to ensure his time with his parents could be monitored, to make sure he was safe. But Marsden and Bowden wanted Finlay back more quickly. In his statement submitted to the October hearing, Bowden said, quote, Shannon and I have been working really hard to make changes, unquote. Marsden admitted she'd been still using cannabis, but said she'd been, quote, given the incentive to quit completely, unquote, referring to regaining custody of Finlay. October 30th, 2020. Restrictions had eased and Bowden and Marsden would visit with Finlay on a supervised visit. Social worker Lynn Williams would oversee this visit, and she would note in her report that Bowden was attentive to his son, making sure he was in the shade and out of the sun, and Marsden was affectionate, holding onto Finley's hand when he was in his stroller, quote, a natural response from a caring parent, unquote. And despite them insisting they were sober and had been for a year, test on Marsden's hair indicated she'd smoked cannabis within the last six months. Further tests also found that Bowden had used cannabis as well in recent months. But none of this seemed to send up any red flags for the court. And despite the request to keep the agreed gradual return schedule, the judge decided after a two-hour hearing it was time that Finley be returned to his parents, despite him thriving and happy and doing so, so well with his foster carers. And even though he'd only spent a total of 16 hours with Marsden and Bowden, Finley would go back into his parents' full-time care on November 17, 2020. And only 39 days later, on Christmas Day, Finley would have a cardiac arrest and die from his injuries. As the couple now had their child back in their care, they began to again use drugs heavily. Extended family who wanted to help the struggling young couple would send them money to buy groceries and baby supplies, but this would be spent on drugs to fuel their daily habit. Only two days after being returned to his parents, on November 25, 2020, social workers visited the family home and noted that nine-month-old Finley had a four-centimetre bump on his forehead. Bowden explained this away by saying Finley had hit himself in the head with a toy. And as I mentioned in the Baby P episode back in episode 106, social services in the UK, it is normal procedure to carry out unannounced visits. And in December 2020, there were several, and each were more concerning than the last. Finley's file would allege on one visit, a social worker witnessed a drug deal between Bowden and his dealer. Another visit, there was no answer at the door. But when the social worker looked through the window, she saw a 10-month-old Finley just lying by himself on the sofa and crying. And while this was all extremely concerning for the social workers, the obvious neglect of this little boy, they had no idea of the sustained and systematic abuse that was going on behind closed doors. What would have been going through this sweet baby's head, going from a foster family where he was loved and nurtured and cared for, into this strange and alien environment with people he barely knew. This is another case of parents spending more time on their phones, messaging people and complaining about their partner and their child, instead of being present and doing what needs to be done to look after this child and show them they are loved and protected. A number of concerning text messages were sent from the shared phone of Marsden and Bowden. December 12, 2020. In text messages from Marsden to a relative... 
She would say that Bowden did not want Finlay in the house and that he couldn't, quote, give two shits if I was there or not, unquote. Marsden would later search emergency housing in the area on her phone. All the while, Bowden was telling his drug dealer that his partner and son were, quote, doing his head in, unquote. Four days later, on December 16, 2020, Marsden would send a relative another message stating they couldn't visit with Finlay. That no one was allowed to see the 10-month-old because of marks on his body. Marks that she had no idea how he had gotten. She ended the messages saying that Finlay also had a cold and a temperature, that he was often unwell, and that if you touched his mouth, he would start screaming. December 19, 2020. Bowden messages a relative and also speaks of Finley's poor health. That you could hear the toddler's chest rattling from across the room. That he was wheezing and struggling to catch his breath. Despite these concerns, Finley is not taken to a doctor or to emergency. Instead of doing the right thing and taking Finley to get urgent medical care, on December 23rd, they take him shopping in Chesterfield Town Centre as if nothing is wrong. When actual fact... Finley was dying. In another text message on December 23, 2020, only two days before Finley's death, Marsden would tell another family member, quote, get the police to come to mine. Tell them I'm scared of Stephen around the baby. He just hit me again. Tell them he'll kill me. He just tried, please. I will be dead, I'm not joking, unquote. That same night, someone... Not clear whether it was Bowden or Marsden, as they did share the phone, but one of them wrote that Finley had kept them up all night. Quote, I want to bounce him off the walls. Unquote. It would also be on December 23rd that social services would attempt what would be the last home visit before Finley's death. Marsden would refuse this visit. When the social worker arrived unannounced, Marsden told them Finley may have COVID and refused to let them in. This visit should have been Finley's saving. Marsden should have taken this opportunity to allow Finley to be taken to the hospital and he may have survived. Marsden knew this environment was dangerous for her and her son. She knew that Bowden was eventually going to kill one of them or both. But instead of being a mother and protecting her son, even if she didn't want to leave, even if she wanted to stay in that house and be with Bowden, she could have given Finley a chance. She could have spoken up and saved her baby's life, but she didn't. And the social worker left. And Finley would be left to die when his little body could no longer take the abuse. December 24th, 2020. Marsden and Bowden would be in the midst of a drug binge. Internet searches on this day were made for several news articles relating to parent-involved child deaths and symptoms of sepsis and images of babies with sepsis. That night, they would go for a snack run to Tesco Express. This is despite, at this point, Finley is just clinging on to life. Just breathing would have caused this sweet little boy excruciating pain. Pain that a medical examiner would later testify he had to endure for the last two weeks of his life. December 25th, 2020, 2.27am. Marsden called 999 to report her 10-month-old baby boy was unresponsive and not breathing. Paramedics would reach the Holland Drive Terrace home within five minutes. They would find Finley lying in his cot on bedding stained with blood and vomit. He had dirty fingernails and dirty clothes. 
Finley was rushed to hospital while paramedics fought to save his life, but it was too late. Finley Bowden was declared dead soon after arriving at the hospital at 3.45am. This was when Marsden and Bowden would begin a series of lies, offering different accounts depending on who they spoke to and when. Bowden called a relative to tell them Finley had died and he blamed the family dog, that the dog jumped on Finley causing multiple broken ribs. When Marsden was told she could say goodbye to Finley, she walked in and looked at him, saying she was sorry for letting him down. It was at this point Bowden started shouting at Marsden, seemingly trying to hurry her up to leave the hospital. Bowden knew the police had been called and he did not want to speak with them. Because it was clear to doctors this wasn't a COVID-related death. Doctors who tended to Finley said they had never seen this level of injury on a child. Derbyshire police were contacted and they spoke with Marsden and Bowden, trying to work out how this ever happened. Police not only smelling cannabis on the couple, they smelt their bullshit too. But they couldn't arrest them just yet and had to let them leave the hospital. The next day, December 26, 2020, the day after their son had died, Marsden and Bowden attended a family gathering. Family members would later report the couple seemed in good spirits and were laughing. There were no grieving parents missing their baby. Bowden talking of taking pictures of Finley's pram to post on Facebook Marketplace to sell. And if that doesn't sicken you enough, Bowden would also tell family members they delayed calling the paramedics because they had to first hide their drugs. They obviously loved cannabis more than their own son. Finley's autopsy would soon reveal all. Shannon Marsden and Stephen Bowden would be arrested and charged with his murder, two counts of child cruelty, and two counts of causing or allowing the death of a child. Charges which they both pleaded not guilty. A medical examiner reported little Finley suffered from more than 130 injuries, including 58 breaks to his bones, 71 bruises, and two burns on his left hand, one from a hot, flat surface, the other most likely from a cigarette lighter flame. Toxicology tests showed cannabis in Finley's blood, indicating he must have inhaled the smoke in the 24 hours before his death. Of the breaks to his bones, Finley had 46 rib fractures and 12 others including to his pelvis and both his arms and legs. The rib fractures required considerable force to inflict and meant he could not breathe properly. Remember Bowden stating he could hear Finley's chest rattling and he was wheezing. It was partially due to these fractures. The thigh bone, the strongest bone in his body, would also need considerable force to be broken. Finley's broken pelvis indicated he'd been kicked or stamped upon. Finley's daily experience for the last two weeks of his life was, quote, one of considerable pain, distress and suffering, unquote. He would have been no longer able to sit up and play with his toys. He would have been no longer able to eat, causing him to lose significant amounts of weight. Ultimately, the fractures to Finley's bones led to him developing infections, including sepsis and pneumonia, which was determined to be the cause of Finley's death. In their police interviews, Marsden and Bowden denied causing the injuries on Finley. They both even went as far as denying any knowledge of Finley even having any fractures. But I think Marsden soon realised the net was closing and she soon started pointing the finger at Bowden. She said that Bowden was Finley's primary carer, that he was responsible for bathing, feeding and changing him while she was at work. 
Marsden still denying any knowledge of Finley's injuries. Quote, I think it is technically my fault because I didn't see any injuries. Unquote. When pressed on who injured the baby, despite initially saying she didn't know, she would later state, quote, Stephen did it. Why would I hurt my own child? Unquote. It would also be revealed in police interviews with Marsden. That's the reason neighbours would previously report domestic disturbances between Marsden and Bowden, but never mentioning a crying baby, would be because while Bowden would carry out his assaults on baby Finley, Marsden would cover his mouth to muffle his cries. The couple spending their days with Finley out of the home to avoid surprise unannounced visits by social workers. They did not want what they did to Finley to be discovered. For some reason which I will never understand, Marsden and Bowden were released on bail. As part of the bail conditions, they were not to contact each other. But this did not stop the star-crossed lovers. They continued to meet up to have sex. Despite being heavily under investigation for murder, despite Bowden being responsible for beating her son to death, Marsden still continued having a sexual relationship with this man. It makes me physically sick, her lack of love and loyalty to her only child. They would even send each other Valentine's Day cards, in which Marsden would declare her internal love for Bowden, stating that she would always stand by him no matter what. February 2023. The criminal case against Stephen Bowden and Shannon Marsden commenced at the Derby Crown Court in front of presiding judge Justice Amanda Tipples. For four months, the court heard how their baby boy Finley had suffered a shocking catalogue of injuries at their hands. In their defence, Marsden was described as being foul-mouthed, difficult and defensive, but not a killer while Bowden was portrayed as an easy victim, easy for Marsden to blame for what she did to Finley. Marsden's defence team claimed that she wanted the baby to be seen by a doctor, but she was worried she would lose custody of him if the fractures caused by her partner were discovered. However, Bowden's defence team would point the finger at Marsden, stating she was a pathological liar. However, the jury knew they were both as guilty as each other, Regardless who actually inflicted the violence, they were both guilty for Finley's death, for not allowing him the medical attention he needed, and for not protecting him against the relentless abuse against him. Neither of you have shown any remorse at all for what you have done. Weighing up these factors, the minimum term in your case, Stephen Bowden, will be 29 years. From that, you must have deducted the number of days you have already spent in custody, which I'm told is 519 days. Please can Stephen Bowden be taken down. Weighing up these factors, the minimum term in your case, Shannon Marsden, will be 27 years. From that, you must have deducted the number of days you've already spent in custody, which I'm told is 519 days. Please can Shannon Marsden be taken down. May 29, 2023. Stephen Bowden and Shannon Marsden, Finley's parents, were both found guilty for his murder, two counts of child cruelty, and two counts of causing or allowing the death of a child. 
Bowden was sentenced to serve a minimum term of 29 years in prison, while Marsden a minimum term of 27 years. Speaking on the steps of the court following the sentencing, Detective Inspector Steve Shaw addressed the waiting media, quote, We have seen a mother and father jailed for what is quite simply an incomprehensible crime, unquote. Finlay Bowden died in what should have been the safest place in the world for him, his own home. He was much loved by his wider family and during his short life he knew many great times with them. That was until he was in the care of Stephen Bowden and Shannon Marsden. As a parent you have no greater responsibility than to a child who is in your care. But Bowden and Marsden could not even bring themselves to take poor Finlay to hospital when it was totally clear that he was critically ill. They've never given a reasonable explanation as to why they did not do this, but it appears abundantly clear that their primary concern was their own freedom and not the life of Findlay. Now, this is still a very recent case. The serious case review into Finlay's death is still being investigated and compiled. As soon as this is made available, I will provide an update in the Facebook group. I'm also planning a case update episode as the last episode of the year because there is a lot going on with the cases I have covered in the last three years of the podcast. Things are moving and policies are changing. Justice is coming for these sweet babies. And although it is too late for children like Finley, and although it's too late for children like Finley, hopefully it will be enough so we don't have to keep telling these same stories of systems breaking down and child protection not doing what they are supposed to be doing. It is literally in their name to protect our children. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Mayu.